What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 542 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is December 20th, 2023, inching closer to the new year, inching closer to Christmas. Hopefully, everybody is having a great night here, the start of your night. The Padres reportedly are signing reliever Yuki Matsui to a four-year deal worth $21 million. That is according to Yahoo Japan. So that is the main topic I want to get into on the show today. If you want to join the show, you can click that link that's pinned up at the top of the chat. If you have any questions, any comments, feel free to leave that in the live chat. If you're watching on replay on YouTube, feel free to give your thoughts in the comments. If you're listening on the podcast platforms, at Talking Friars on Twitter and Instagram, or you can go to the YouTube comments to give your thoughts as well. I appreciate everyone for being here, obviously, like I do every episode. I don't take your time for granted. So without further ado, let's get into this. Yuki Matsui, it was reported, I believe, yesterday that the sides were close. Looked like Matsui was coming to the San Diego Padres, and then it was tweeted out today, I saw from Yakiyu Cosmopolitan, it was a link to the Yahoo Japan site saying Yuki Matsui has agreed in principle on a four-year, $21 million deal with the San Diego Padres. And I don't know if this is totally correct because this is translated from Japanese to English. So some of these details might not be totally accurate. But here is what the Yahoo some of the Yahoo Japan article says here. It was announced on the 20th that Rakuten pitcher Hiroki Matsui. Hiroki, so is that, so the English name for Hiroki, is that Yuki Matsui or maybe Japanese, the, the translation is messed up there. I, I don't know, but Yuki Matsui is what he is being called by American outlets exercising his overseas free agent rights and aiming to challenge for the majors has reached a basic agreement with the Padres annual salary expected to be more than his salary, obviously uh, with the Japanese team that he played for there, the Rakuten uh, Eagles in the Nippon professional baseball league, where he spent 10 seasons there, a two, four, three ERA, he made 17 starts, 517 appearances, so most of them were out of the bullpen. And in this article here, before getting into some information on like the basics of what to know about Yuki Matsui, says here, if there are no abnormalities in the medical checks he has already undergone, an official announcement is expected to be made soon. So we'll see when that is made, but this is reportedly he is signing with the Padres, it seems like the decision has been made. He was recently in San Diego, I believe, took a physical. So, yeah, the news should be coming down here officially, I hope, pretty soon. There's a possibility that the left-hander, who is also being considered as a guardian candidate, don't know what that means, closer candidate, maybe, will face Otani for the first time on next season's opening card, meaning the first couple games, the opening series. Uh, which is in Korea, obviously, March 20th and the 21st, when the Padres and the Dodgers square off. Uh, it seems that Matsui, who had hoped to settle the two, 
two-shot relationship with wife Anna, with whom he has a good relationship, I hope, has finally made his decision. On the 19th, U.S. media reported that an agreement with the Padres was close to being reached. According to sources, he also received an offer from the Cardinals with good terms for a total of 2 billion yen over three years, but the Padres beat him in terms, beat them in terms of the terms of the deal. I'm guessing they, they gave him more guaranteed years than the Cardinals did. And it was just a better deal, more guaranteed, uh, maybe not guaranteed money, maybe more guaranteed money, but more years for Matsui than the St. Louis Cardinals did. Um, he arrived in the United States on the 11th, first stop in San Diego. He and his wife, Anna, toured the stadium facilities and a supermarket selling Japanese food. Being in the presence of Darvish was, I believe it says here, was one of the deciding factors. So I'm not going to read the entire thing. I already got into a lot of it there. But that was the Yahoo Japan article that reported that Matsui is signing with the San Diego Padres now. What should fans know about Yuki Matsui? So most of his time was as a reliever in Japan. He did pitch a little bit for Team Japan in the World Baseball Classic, these last couple of World Baseball Classics, I believe. Uh, scoreless, I believe, did not give up any runs there. His last three seasons pitching with Rakuten in the Nippon Professional Baseball League 0.63 ERA in 2021, a 1.92 ERA in 2022, a 1.57 ERA in 2023. You know, over 700 innings in total. When you uh, in total for 10 seasons foreign, uh, in those foreign contests that he pitched in there, 10 seasons it says in the NPB, a little less than 700. Innings, so 659 and two-thirds innings with a 240 ERA. I believe if you put his ERA as just a reliever, it's down to like 2-1-0. And he's not big. So that's maybe why there wasn't a ton of interest in Matsui. Maybe also because of Yoshinobu Yamamoto has not made a decision yet. The Dodgers obviously were in on Otani. They're in on Yamamoto. And this is a risk. Like he, It's not like he's just coming over. He's pitched a while. In Japan, he's 5'8". I think he's 165, I want to say. Yeah, 5'8", 165. Uh, I'm reading from MLB.com here. Matsui misses bats mostly with his plus splitter. Very good splitter. If you go watch some of the highlights on YouTube, you're, you're not going to be blown away by the velocity, but the movement looks pretty special. Fastball sits between 92, 94 miles per hour. Tops out at 96. Matsui also offers a slider. Struck out 32.4% of the batters he faced last season. A 31.9% career strikeout rate. But the, the thing to look out for with Matsui is location. Location because he doesn't throw gas. He's not Josh Hader. And also because his walk rate is higher than the major league average walk rate. His walk rate in 2023 was 5.9%, but the career walk rate is 10.9. So maybe the Padres are like, well, we were encouraged by what we saw in 2023. It wasn't as bad as it was if you look at his career, so we're okay with that. And even if they weren't, they're willing to take this risk, and Ruben Diebla can work his magic. You know, Darvish can help him out. Uh, hopefully they're going to have 
a good relationship. I mean, they played on Team Japan together, so I assume that Darvish knows Yuki Matsui a little bit. Uh, three and two-thirds scoreless innings with six punch-outs across two of those World Baseball Classic tournaments pitching for Team Japan. So he was not like Otani or Yamamoto or Darvish or was Sasaki pitching? He might have had a bigger role as well. He wasn't like one of the bigger guys there, but Japan has a ton of talented pitchers. So I don't know if we should judge, read too much into that. Being on Team Japan, just that in itself and pitching a little bit in the World Baseball Classic, I mean, I think that tells you that the Padres are getting a talented arm. And for if this is reported, if this is correct, you know, four years, $21 million to pay a little over $5 million to a guy that could end up being one of your high leverage relievers. I mean, that's a good deal. And I'm not surprised that the Padres ended up making this move if that indeed is the price, because we know AAV wise, they don't have a ton of money to spend. And so we're not going to see the Padres. I would be surprised if we saw the Padres go spend 10 plus million dollars on a player or definitely multiple players. That's not happening. I don't think maybe they acquire someone that's making double digit AAV that salary or they sign one starter that's making that because they have to. That's just what the market is demanding. But they have a lot of holes here and relief help was one of them. Like they, they needed that They're right now. They don't have Tim Hill. They could bring him back, but they don't have him. They didn't want to pay him the arbitration number there. Um, Adrian Marhone, you can't really count on him. You know, unfortunately, health-wise, they're losing Josh Hader. No Luis Garcia. He signed with the Angels. Um, Nick Martinez, obviously, no, no Nick Martinez there for the Padres in 2024 and beyond. So, like, there's guys that they, you know, have to replace, obviously. Scott Barlow got traded to the Guardians, and he was expected to be a high-leverage reliever. Now, they got Daniel De Los Santos back, and he's expected to be a high-leverage reliever for the Padres. But help was definitely needed in the bullpen. So that's a little bit what to know about Yuki Matsui. Good numbers over there in Japan. You know, Jung-Hoo Lee, another Padres target who ended up going to the Giants, though. Good numbers there in Korea. Um, Matsui in Japan. Yamamoto, not a Padres target, but good numbers there. We just don't know if he's going to pitch this well in the big leagues. I don't think we should expect him to have a sub-2 ERA like he did for a while here in his last few seasons there in Japan. I think that's unrealistic. You know, when you don't throw high velocity and, you know, these these guys, they're used to facing 97 routinely. So if you throw a 92-94, you better locate well. So that's definitely something that we're going to have to be looking out for uh, when Yuki Matsui ends up pitching at Petco Park, assuming that this deal does go through. And he is a San Diego Padre. We'll see, you know, when the Padres or beat writers in America officially announce that. But yeah, that's a little bit what you should know about Yuki Matsui. Not going to blow you away with velocity, and he's going to have to rely on location. But it's a lefty and someone that definitely has some good movement on his pitches. So personally, I am looking forward to seeing how he can pitch in maybe some of these high leverage situations for the Padres. And if you go from Matt, just think about this, you go from Matsui to Suarez, you're going from 92, 94 to upper nineties. Some of that can hit a hundred in Robert Suarez. That's a little bit of a difference there. And that could end up being a good thing for the Padres. And 
throw some hitters off. Um, Suarez is a righty. Matsui is a lefty. So there's that as well. There's Cosgrove in the bullpen. So now Matsui, if this deal goes through, he will be joining De Los Santos. He'll be joining Suarez and Cosgrove and Wilson. And there's the Rule 5 draft pitcher that they got, Kolak, but he might not be on the roster. We'll see. Ray Kerr, he got traded, so he's not going to be on the roster. But there's Johnny Brito, there's Randy Vasquez, and we'll see if there's any other relievers that the Padres pick up. Um, let's see. Anything else from this Japanese article that stands out here? No. Family includes one son, one daughter. His wife is an actress, Anna. All right. So we'll see. We'll see again when this comes final. But, you know, what does this mean for the Padres? It gives them an arm, a talented arm that has upside. Uh, but I, I don't really know what to expect. I, I guess what I expect is someone that will be, obviously, on the big league roster. I think they will give him a shot to pitch, like, the seventh inning and maybe base it, base it on matchups. Um, it's not a lot of money. So I don't know. Based on the money, because let's say they would have offered it or they would have had to give him, like, $9 million a year. Then I would be like, okay, he's definitely getting high leverage situations, but five and a half, I still think that he will get high leverage situations, but I don't think that this is a salary where it's like, okay, this we need this guy to be pitching in every high leverage situation. This guy needs to work out. This guy needs to be the eighth inning guy. He needs to close games if Robert Suarez can't close. I think that, you know, they'll they'll still, you know, probably point to like Steven Wilson, Tom Cosgrove, guys that have at least pitched a little bit in the big leagues, but no, there's, there's going to be expectation on Matsui for sure. Um, I just look at the money and I'm like, hmm, four years, 21 mil. That's not a whole lot. I know it's, he hasn't pitched in the big leagues before, but what some relievers are getting, I mean, that's, that's not really much. So we'll see, we'll see what we get out of Yuki Matsui, you know, the bullpen, I think, I mean, you can never have enough pitching. So I'd like the Padres to still go out and get probably another reliever after this. Rotation-wise right now, I mean, they still need to go get starting pitching, and you need depth beyond the starting pitching that's just in the rotation. I mean, Waka, Lugo, Martinez, gone. Snell, gone. Right now, it's Musgrove, Darvish, King, Avila, right? I mean, that's what it is. And I think the Padres, they'd rather have Avila fighting for a rotation spot than saying, all right, Pedro, here you go. You're the five-starter. Or, hey, Matt Waldron, here you go. You're the five starter. I think that they want more depth. So if they make this signing here, let me go to, let me pull up the payroll real quick. Go to fan graphs, go to the Padres page here. I think it was at like 199. Spot track has it a little bit higher than that. So I don't really know exactly what the Padres payroll is, but the luxury tax payroll estimate right now is 205. And that does not include Matsui, I don't believe. So actually, I think I may have switched that up. So Spot Track, I think their payroll number for the Padres is lower than what Fangraphs is. So no Matsui in this. So you add five mil there on the AAV. Now, according to Fangraphs, you're going to be at a little over two ten. And so now you would have 27 mil to spend, probably a little less. You probably, yeah, less than that because you want a little bit of a wiggle room. 
So at the deadline, if you have to make an addition, you can make that addition without going over the luxury tax because the Padres, they want to stay under it. And that, that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that's watching this or that's listening to this, anyone that's paid attention to the Padres offseason. Shouldn't be a shocker. You know, they, they want to reset because if they don't, then there's more penalties that have to come to the Padres for going over, you know? So, yeah, um, probably like 25 is probably like a good sweet spot to think about of how much money the Padres have to spend AAV-wise and probably another bullpen arm, two outfielders, starting pitching, hopefully a couple starting pitchers, um, a first base bat, that's what six six things there. Depth depth more than that, you know. Not just not just those pieces. Like you want more than that because we know that the the grind of a big league season, you don't just go through a rotation with five guys or six guys. You know, you have Jackson Wolf starting a game. You have Alec Jacob throwing in the bullpen. You know, like you have these one offs where you do need the depth. Now we'll see when Mazer and Iriarte are ready. We'll see if Drew Thorpe ends up being ready at some point in 2024. But I think it, you want the depth right out of the gate in spring training because you don't know what's going to happen in spring training. You could have a kettlebell drop on someone's toe. You could have someone be not totally ready to go. I know there's no WBC, but things can happen. So need more pitching for sure. But yeah, I mean, that's really what the news is today is Matsui close to a deal there is Yahoo Japan reporting that he is signing a deal four years, $21 million with the San Diego Padres. Now, MLB Network Steve Phillips, who is a former GM, he gave some thoughts on Hot Stove on Yuki Matsui. So here is Steve Phillips. This was this morning, I believe, on Hot Stove with Matt Vaskersian and Harold Reynolds. Eduardo on the leadoff spot on MLB Network Radio this morning, talking a lot about Yuki Matsui, 5'8", a very different kind of pitcher profile than Yamamoto, San Diego among the interested suitors. What kind of money, what kind of other offers might be out there for him? Right, so there were, there were reports that the Cardinals were in on him. Now, this is a reliever that has, has uh, gotten the, 200, the quickest to ever get to 200 saves in Japan. He had been a reliever that was a multiple-inning guy. The last three years, he's been a one-inning pitcher. And so he's a closer type. Now, a left-hander, he reminds me of John Franco. Now, John Franco's put-away pitch was the changeup. For, for Yuki Matsui, it's his split. He's got an outstanding split. He can lo locate the fastball. He's got his fair share of swings and misses. Now, he walks more than a few, but it's, the reports are that, that this could get done today with the Padres, and I don't suspect this is a long-term deal. It's going to be less than Josh Hader. It's going to be less than Jordan Hicks and less than what those guys are getting, but a guy that's had great success and relievers coming from Japan, I think, can step right in and do a really nice job. And so the reports are that it looks like San Diego is likely to get this done. All right, so there we go. So if you look at the profile here, 28 years old, 5'8", 167, 10 seasons in Japan, 240 ERA, 236 saves, the youngest to get to 200 saves there, 11.7 punch-outs per nine. I do have to point out, not trying to crap on the guy, I'm just pointing out, just like Jung-Hoo Lee, I was pointing out then, Major League Baseball is different than in Japan, it's different than in Korea, so... There might be that adjustment period. There probably is going to be some type of adjustment period. And hopefully the adjustment period can come like in spring training. But 
if he doesn't get off to the best start, I don't think we should be freaking out. You know, there's going to be an adjustment period, even for a non-baseball player going from Japan to the United States, or if you're going from the United States to Japan, there's going to be an adjustment period. And hopefully having someone like you, Darvish, on the team can help that transition. So we'll see. 1570 RA in 2023, 72 punch outs and eight point uh, eight nine whip, excuse me, in 57 and a third innings, 39 saves, led the league, career high. And yes, reportedly signing with the San Diego Padres. And I agree with, still, uh, with Steve Phillips there. Yeah, it was, it was never going to be Josh Hader money. Not like he has not proven himself at the big league level. And it's not like he throws 99. He throws 92, 94. And so some teams probably said, eh, that's, that's a risk. Don't want to take that risk. I'm not giving you four years. And I don't know if the Cardinals offered him four years. Padres gave him the best offer, probably the most guaranteed. Uh, either dollars or years. So that's why the Padres landed him. And the Cardinals are another National League team, and they could be a contender this year. So taking them away from a possible playoff uh, team that you're going to be playing, I mean, I don't think that that's a bad thing, right? All right, quick break, and then I'm going to get to the chat. If you want to join the show, you can click that link pinned up at the top of the chat. Just a reminder there for everyone. Check out Gaglione Bros' famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. All right, let's get to the chat. Love talking with Padres fans. Thank you all for being here again. I really do appreciate everyone's time. Um, Eddie here says, oh, yeah, let's hear it, Ben. What are your thoughts? His ERA had me like, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean. Again, I'm I'm not going to act like I know a ton about him. A lot of these stats I'm just reading, and I've saw, I've seen some highlights of him, and tried to watch some video, and I've tried to see or read as much information as I can about him. It seems like this is a guy that the Padres are hoping can continue to. I mean, he, he spent ten years in Japan, so it's hard for me to say like hope that he can continue to develop, but like at the big league level refine that location, keep getting that walk rate down like it was in 2023 compared to his career walk rate. Lefty, another bullpen arm, and I think they probably see this as, well, talented, really talented out of Japan. Uh, maybe some big league hitters won't know a ton about him, and that can be an advantage for the Padres. And he will cost less than some other relievers that we don't know. I mean, they could go get hurt right when we sign them. They could be Less effective. Signing a reliever to a long-term deal is a big risk. And so if you're going to sign someone to a three, four-year deal, four-year deal like Matsui here, don't give that person, you know, $10, year, $10 million, $20 million a year. Giving someone a four-year deal, but it's, you know, five mil, that's more okay. You know, it's more doable. Um, and if he pitches really well, well, guess what? That's That's a bargain. If he doesn't pitch so well, well, I mean, what is $5 million going to be in a few years, right? Like, it just seems like what whoever you are, I mean, the market just keeps going up. You could, be, you could be a catcher, a backup catcher, and get $12 million. You could be a starting pitcher that had a 5-plus ERA and get, you know, $14 million or almost 5 ERA, whatever Jack Flaherty was this past year with the Tigers. So um, this seems like a pretty darn uh, efficient, cost-efficient move for the Padres, and it seems like there's going to be some upside there. 
What's his ERA? So this past year, his ERA was 157. The last three years, it's all sub two. Career is 243 ERA. But I do have to, to say, you know, just a warning. It was in Japan. It was not like it was in the big leagues. What is Japan's? I wonder what scouts would compare Japan to. Would it be double A? Would it be triple A? I think Japanese is higher than Korean baseball. So if Korea was double A, is Japan triple A? Is Japan four A? Like what level is that? I'm curious to know like what that would be. I wonder if anyone has said that or if anyone has put that on the internet. Is Japanese baseball? Let's see. Japanese. I'm seeing here it's been called 4A level in the past. So between between tw- can I talk? Between AAA, say that five times fast. Between AAA and the big leagues. Second best league in the world behind Major League Baseball. Otani, Yamamoto, Darvish, Yoshida, Suzuki, I think, uh, played there. He's on the Cubs. A lot, a lot of guys have come through there. So take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, the ERA, but I don't think I don't think he's gonna come over here and have like a six ERA. Right. Christopher asks, where will Matsui fit into the bullpen? I would say right now, if I had to look at the Padres bullpen, Padres depth chart, because I don't want to forget anyone. Suarez would be the closer. I mean, they're paying him closer money. He better be the closer. I would have Cosgrove in the eighth inning. I'd have Steven Wilson in the seventh, and then, and then I'd have uh, De Los Santos and Matsui probably after that, or excuse me, before that, or have them be matchups. Because De Los Santos is a righty. Uh, Cosgrove, I think at some point you could see Cosgrove maybe not be relied upon so heavily. Maybe he be he is a platoon guy, or maybe Wilson doesn't pitch in a high leverage spot. I'm just going off of like guys that have pitched in the big leagues, guys that I am familiar with. Uh, like Johnny Brito and Randy Vasquez. Brito, he could be pitching in high leverage innings at some point. But I'm not gonna immediately slot him into a high leverage spot. Like I want to see more. I want to see something from him. Um, I don't know where he was pitching with the Yankees. Was he a high leverage guy? I, I'm not sure. Because uh, the Yankees had a, pr- they usually have a pretty good bullpen. I wonder if I went to, let's see, if I go to like 2023 20, Yankees, I wonder if it would list like the the relievers in terms of like depth, essentially. So Clay Holt, yeah, I think that's what it does here. Clay Holmes as the closer. Michael King, who the Padres just got, as like their eighth inning guy for the most part. Although, this just says, I mean, it has Johnny Burdo as a starter because he had 13 starts this past year. So he could start as well. He'll, he could fight for a rotation spot. And maybe Randy Vasquez is a reliever. But neither of those guys are in like the top five of their bullpen of the Yankees this past year. So I'm not going to immediately go slot them in there. 
So yeah, right now I'd go like Suarez closer, Cosgrove eighth, Wilson seventh, or De Los Santos, and then I'd probably go with Matsui as like the sixth inning or matchups. You know, maybe end of an inning. It doesn't seem like he pitches more than an inning for the most part. Which, I mean, I just want him pitching in the situations that he's comfortable in, at least to start at the big league level. And then once he gets comfortable, then you can, you know, stretch him or put him in a different spot if you need him to. Yes, four-year contract. Four years, $21 million is what is being reported. It's not official. Not official. Padres haven't tweeted it out. Kevin Acey or Dennis Lynn, AJ Casavell haven't tweeted anything out. Passon hasn't tweeted anything out. So I guess it could fall apart, but all signs are pointing to Yuki Matsui coming to the San Diego Padres. Could be a four-year deal, could not be a four-year deal, but the reported number is four years, $21 million. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you'll be a, I don't know if you'll be the like number one setup man, but yeah, I think that's what the Padres want is him at some point pitching in those high leverage spots. Daniel says, still waiting on San Diego Christmas gift. Luis Robert Jr., three years of control. Randy Rosarena, two years of control, both for under $20 million. We have the prospects to do it in three years to replenish the farm. Yes, but I think the White Sox, they want to build around Luis Robert Jr., not trade him. Dylan Cease, I don't think that they, you know, I don't think that the White Sox, they're not a team that spends a ton of money in free agency or someone that, um, you know, extends a starting pitcher for a huge amount of money. You know, they, they, they traded Chris Sale to the Red Sox, right? So, I know that was years ago, but I'm just bringing that up as a, uh, a past example when you have, like, a, a star pitcher in your rotation. They have Dylan Cease. I don't see them, you know, trying to extend him. So, Cease, I think, is more doable than Luis Robert Jr. Eloy Jimenez would be doable, but are you going to stick him in the outfield? He's more of a DH guy and, I don't know if the Padres want to really go pay for just a DH. I think you probably want to have that spot be flexible. And what I mean by that is you can have multiple guys fill that DH spot and have some days off to keep guys healthy. Randy Rosarena is one that the Padres are probably interested in. Uh, I, I don't think I've seen any reporting that they are like in talks with the Rays for Randy Rosarena. But with Manny Margot going to the Dodgers with Tyler Glass now, it doesn't seem like a Rosarena will go to the Dodgers. I did see Ken Rosenthal, though, I think it was on Fair Territory on his podcast, mentioned that the Rays, now that they got out from under the glass now money, that they think that they can try to win with a Rosarena on their roster. They were going to trade a Rosarena if maybe they couldn't trade glass now and they needed to lower the payroll. That's just what the Tampa Bay Rays do. I'm not saying Randy's not going to get dealt. Um, and if he is available, yeah, the Padres should express interest. I don't know what that would cost, though. Would that cost Samuel Savala? I think you give that up if you can get Randy Rosarena for a couple more, a couple years of control, and he's not costing a ton of money. You can put him in the middle of the lineup. I think you give up someone like that. But I guess the Padres have to weigh, like, maybe what if the White Sox want Lesko and Savala? The Rays want Savala as well. Do you want Cease or do you want do you want Arena? You know, I think both have two years of control. So which would which do you want? 
are the White Sox willing to take Lesko and another top 10 prospect? Maybe Lesko and Iriarte or Lesko and Mazur. Not both of Iriarte and Mazur, but I'm just saying, like, because they, they're going to want a top five prospect, Lesko. I'm not giving up Robbie Snelling probably for for uh, Dylan Cease because Cease is right. Uh, not Cease. Snelling, he is it seems like he's pretty close. He's closer for sure than Lesko is to the big leagues. Um, but yeah, to answer that, Daniel, I think that Randy is more attainable than Luis Robert Jr. But I don't, I'm, I'm not so sure that the Tampa Bay Rays are going to be moving Randy Rosarain. But yeah, I mean, he'd be a fan favorite immediately with the Padres for sure. Lizzie says, I like the signing 5.35. Is it 5.35 or 5.25? Now we need Suarez to have a bounce back year because he is making 10 mil. I think Suarez got five years, 48. He got five years. Was it five years? Five years. I thought it was nine a year. Was it five years, 45? Suarez contract. Five years, 46. So, yeah, a little over $9 million a year on the AAV. But, yeah, no no doubt. Robert Suarez, yeah, um, for sure. Need, need him to be healthy, have a bounce back year. He had the suspension, right, with the, the sticky stuff on the mound. I mean, whatever. Like, it felt like the season was already over at that point. It already was, but that was something that I remember from this past year from Robert Torres. And just health-wise. I mean, the guy, if, I mean, they, how many games did the Padres miss the playoffs by? A couple? If Robert Torres was healthy, at, you know, in the first half of the year, what would that have meant? You know, and you could point to that with Manny if he didn't miss that time with the what was it a broken wrist what was it with Manny on the hit by pitch against the Royals if he wouldn't have missed time there if Musgrove wouldn't have missed time at the beginning of the year or if he wouldn't have been out with the shoulder injury at the end or if Darvish wouldn't have got hurt what would have happened right but you know those are what ifs can't do anything about it but yes Robert Suarez definitely needs to have a bounce back year for the amount of money that they're paying him. And, you know, you're expecting him to replace Josh Hader. That's what we were expecting him to do. Yeah. He's got to be the closer this next year. Devin says the contract seems steep, but somewhat reasonable. I don't know. what. Why is it steep? Is it the years? I don't think that's really that steep. I mean, you're seeing pitchers all over the place get, you know, 10 plus million dollars a year. I know they pitch in the big leagues and they've proven it, but some guys are coming off of not so great seasons. And this guy's coming off of three dominant seasons after pitching 10 years in Japan. Devin asks, what do you think of signing Domingo Herman? Uh, I will pass on that. Just some of the character issues. I don't think the Padres need to do that. Um, I'm, I'm passing on Trevor Bauer. I'm passing on Domingo Herman. There's other options out there. You know, you, you can go get some safer options that are going to be better in the clubhouse, not have the question marks, right? It's one thing to have question marks with your talent coming off of an injury or whatever, but to have question marks 
with your character as well um, and just how things are going. I hope he gets help, but I don't think that's best for the Padres to spend the limited amount of money that they have on someone that, you know, might pitch well at the big league level when he's healthy or, but he might not be on the field because of some things that have happened off the field. The Yankees were done with him last season. Like they, I think they kicked him out, right? So I'll pass on that. Um, Steve says, Nightingale says we only have 20 to $25 million to spend, and that's before Matsui. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. If the Padres want to have room to add at the deadline, stay under the 237 number, yeah. Right now it's at 205, a little bit around 205 according to Fangraphs, the luxury tax number, 237. So, yeah, 25 mil there, That's that gets you up to... 230. So, yeah, that, I think that's that's probably pretty spot on. But other report, reporters have been wrong before about how much money the Padres have to spend. But it feels like when all the reporters are saying, yeah, this is probably what they're doing, and we know what's happening a little bit behind the scenes from the, the great reporting that has come out from, like, Kevin Acey and Dennis Lynn and Ken Rosenthal and probably others that I'm forgetting. When we know all that, I think we can, you know, this time be like, yeah, that's probably what's happening is, well, we know they're lowering payroll. We know probably where they're going to be at payroll wise. Like you're, they're not going to be over 200 mil and they don't want to be over the luxury tax. So don't, don't just go look at how much money do they have to get to 200, not looking at the luxury tax, just payroll number. Look at the luxury tax number that they're at. Um, let's see. Is there any news? Just want to double check here. No, don't see anything yet. All right. Continuing with the chat here. Thank you all for being here. I appreciate it. Christopher says, can he start? It says he started 17 games at the beginning of his career. Could he step into a starting role? I, I don't think that's what the Padres want. I mean, he spent a decade in Japan. So if he's starting, he started game, he started 17 games his first year in 2014. The Padres are going to sign him to do that. When they have Michael King that they brought in, they have Brito who can start, and he started in the big leagues last year. They can bring in some other guys. They had Pedro Avila, they had Matt Waldron. Hopefully some more depth comes in. I don't think that's why you sign him to say, hey, let, let's try you as a starter. They needed bullpen help. So I, I think that he's just going to slot into the bullpen. Mike says this should be considered with a wait-and-see approach. After all, he hasn't thrown one pitch in the majors yet. Let's just see what happens first before we award him the Fireman of the Year trophy. What is that? I've never heard of that. But what you're, Oh, like saving the day? Like He's, he's going to save the day for the Padres? Yeah, I, I think that's reasonable. I'm not saying that this guy's going to be you know, the next... Josh Hader, he's not going to be. He doesn't have those characteristics. Um, I'm just saying that it looks like there is upside. Things that I'm reading, some of the video that I've seen. Grand, it's not lowlights, it's highlights, but there's a lot of highlights. There's more highlights than lowlights with Yuki Matsui in Japan. And that's all we can do. That's all we can look at because it's not like he pitched at the big league level before. Yes, yes, Steve. Suarez is the closer, not Matsui. 
I would not be surprised by this, Christopher. If the Padres signed Tim Hill to a minor league contract, he continues to work out with Joe, with Joe Musgrove. I think he was at the UFC event over the weekend. So if there's no like big market for Tim Hill, I I would not be surprised to see him come back on a minor league deal and maybe even make the team out of spring training just at a lower salary than what the Padres wanted to do. And I think the Padres, they said, no, Tim Hill will let you go to free agency probably because they were like, hey, there's probably not going to be a huge market for Tim Hill. So let's take the chance. If we don't get him, not that big of a deal. If we can bring him back, great. But we're not going to pay. We're not going to pay him. What was it like three mil or something like that? Two, three mil. They didn't want to do that for Tim Hill. That's what happens at the beginning of an offseason when you're trying to cut salary. You're going to try to cut it wherever you can. They did it with Barlow in the trade with uh, Enyo, uh, with the Guardians for Enyo De Los Santos. They did it with Austin Nola, Tim Hill. So, obviously, Soto, Grisham, Carpenter. Well, Austin Nola is another guy that could come back on a minor league contract. You know, we'll see. Christopher says Preller finally did something good this offseason. Well, it's it's also wait and see. Like, we think it's it could be a good thing. We think it's a good thing. I'm fine with the contract right now if it's four years, $21 million. Like, I think that's reasonable. You know, if, if it doesn't work out, that's not a ton of money you're giving to a reliever per year. So I don't think it's the end of the world, but we don't know if it's good. It is a wait and see. Like, Mike is, is right. It is a wait and see, but it does seem like it's a pretty um, – smart move by Preller. That's what he does. That's what he and his staff do. You know, they did it with Robert Suarez coming over a couple years ago. He was not in the big leagues. I think he came over from uh, NPB, right? Let me double check. I want to say it was from Japan. And look, I mean, yeah, they gave Suarez a bunch of money, but you know, that that 2022 season that they had Suarez, I mean, geez, that that worked out pretty good, huh? It's not showing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was Japan. OK. Because when I first looked at baseball reference, it did not show that. So he was. He was playing for the fighters, right? No, no, no. My bad. The Hanshin Tigers. He was playing for them in Japan. And Preller and the Padres found him there. These are different pitchers, but Preller does have a has a history of, regardless of which relievers are leaving, bringing in quality relievers that aren't making a ton of money and having a pretty solid bullpen for the most part. Especially the closers. If you go look at Preller's closers in the history with the Padres, it's pretty darn good. There's some things you can criticize him with, but the closer position is one that, I, I would not, that's not something that I'm immediately looking at like, man, AJ, you suck at that. It, that's not true. I mean, go back to, he brings in Craig Kimball right before the season starts, right? We're, we're trying to go all in, right? The Padres in 2015. Um, and then had Fernando Rodney, right? He had like a sub one ERA, I want to say, with the Padres. And then they traded him to the Marlins and I think the Paddock deal. And then there was Brad Hand for a couple years. There was Kirby Yates. There was Mark Melanson. There was in 2020 Trevor Rosenthal from Oakland. Um, who am I forgetting? There was Taylor Taylor Rogers. Yeah. 
I forget the brothers, Taylor and Tyler. There was Taylor Rogers, and then they trade him to Milwaukee for Hater. So it's a pretty good closer history. And so we'll see. We'll see what Matsui ends up being. He was a closer in Japan, closing experience, can close. I don't expect him to immediately, you know, get those closing opportunities, save, put him in a bunch of save situations right out of the gate. Yep, not a huge splash. I agree with the beef. Not a huge splash, but at least is an addition. Mike says the closer's job will be wide open until the end of spring training. I don't see it that way. If Suarez is healthy, I think they give the closer job to Robert Suarez. You're paying him like $9 million a year. He better have the closing job. At least give him that opportunity. Hopefully he's healthy. I, th I think everything's good there. Uh, Iron Swan says probably 4A because of WBC results. Like the level that um, Yuki Matsui was pitching in? Probably, yeah. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. SD Fan 44 says, didn't Japan beat USA so Japan is higher? Yes, Japan beat USA, but look at all the players that Team USA didn't have playing in the WBC, okay? Like if they had Bryce Harper playing and he was healthy, if they had Mike Trout, or they did, um, if they had Harper, Trout, Betts, Garrett Cole, um, who else in the rotation for Team USA? The, the pitching was not good for Team USA. It, it just was not. You know, if Musgrove would have played, like that would have improved the rotation, for example. Um, Garrett Cole, Musgrove, Dylan C., Shane Bieber, um, Verlander Scherzer, I guess. I mean, I think they would probably would have still been upgrades, but guys didn't want to do it, or the team said, No, we're not going to allow them to do it because our season is more important than Team USA, right? It's not like soccer where Team USA baseball is playing, you know, once a month for these camps, and there's a world like it's as big as a world. Uh, you know, as a World Cup. That's just not how it is. But no, Major League Baseball, obviously, that's where all the best players in the world play, not just the best uh, Japan players. Uh, Christopher, I'm just seeing your comment here. So hopefully you're you're good. I've been reading a bunch of your comments today. Sorry, I sometimes I can't get to everyone's comment because some of them are repeat comments, but I appreciate everyone for being here. And I try to get to all the good points here. Alex says, I would go Matsui 8th, and if he comes in and closes in matchups, that's what I would do. Yeah. I think it gets to that at some point. I think that's the ideal thing for the Padres, is they want Matsui to be pitching in those high-leverage spots, set it up for Robert Suarez. Maybe De Los Santos pitches the 8th, Matsui the, the seventh or, you know, De Los Santos, and then you have Matsui get the final lefty of an inning or something. 
But I, right now, I mean, I kind of like the the back end of this Padres bullpen. I think it's just having depth in the bullpen is what the Padres want to continue to get here. I'm seeing someone here say, Kirsten says Morhone can be in a package, a trade package. That's more like a throw-in, though. So is it worth it to have Morhone go be a throw-in in a trade when the team probably would do a deal without acquiring Adrian Morhone? Um, I mean, it's it's if you have to include Adrian Morhone, you do it because he just hasn't been able to stay healthy with the Padres. So yeah, you you obviously do it. But that's not that's not going to be like, oh, Adrian Morhone, that other team's not going to be like, man, I want that guy to be the centerpiece of a deal coming back. That's not what it's going to be. Uh, been here a while, says, need a big bat at first base, hoping that's where we go big in free agency. Yeah, I mean, Reese Hoskins, his name is going to get thrown out there, but he's a righty. There is the risk coming off of injury. And I feel like the Cubs are a better fit for him. Like, in terms of money to spend, they might give him a multi-year deal. I don't know. I, I don't see Hoskins coming to the Padres. I don't know if the Padres want to give Hoskins multiple years, and he might get multiple years from a team, and that might be the difference. What if he commands, you know, $15, $17, 18000000 million a year? Are the Padres in a spot to do that? that I don't think so. When you still have to get starting pitching and relief help and a couple outfielders, Hoskins doesn't play the outfield. You're going to have a Zokar and Tatis as your only outfielders. You're going to have uh, the the double A dude that they just acquired from the Braves. You're going to have him go play left field. Like, no. And Jacob Marcy's not ready to start the season. At least it doesn't seem like. No. Again, repeat this. As of now, the free agent signing is not official. Just Yahoo in Japan is reporting it. It could be wrong, but this is a Japanese pitcher. And so when a Japanese site reports it, I tend to think it's correct. You know, you, they're not just saying, oh, it's close. They're, say, they're, they're saying the years, four years, 21 mil. That's what I'm seeing right now. Yep, I agree with Andy. Let's get more pitching. Can always get more pitching for sure. Um, let's see here. Yes, I did see that, Christopher. MLB Network did report it. I don't know if I don't know if they reported it on TV, but I saw it on social media that they did report that it was close. Or excuse me, that that um I'll pull it up right now, actually. They did report that, yeah. He's reportedly signing with the Padres. MLB Network here. This was four hours ago. Free agent left-handed pitcher Yuki Matsui and the San Diego Padres are reportedly in agreement on a multi-year contract. Matsui recorded a 1.57 ERA and 39 saves last season in the Nippon Professional Baseball League. All right. Anything else? I mean... What's left? Getting more pitching for sure. I think you're going to see trades. I don't think it's just going to be free agency from here on out, but this is the first Padres major league. First, yeah, yeah, right? 
I'm not forgetting anyone. Yeah, the Padres' first major league free agent signing this offseason. I felt like I was going to forget someone, but you know, they've all been trades. Yankees, Braves, Guardians, all been trades. Steve, thank you so much for the super chat here. Says Nightingale told Hogg that the Padres only have 20, 25 mil to spend, less than we thought. Thoughts? I did read this comment already. So thank you for the super chat, but I did read that. I did see you put that in there earlier. Yeah, and I said, I think that's right. I don't think that that's super off base or anything like that. If the Padres want to have room to add at the deadline, you want to stay under the 237 number, then yeah, 20, 25 mil. I mean, that's that seems pretty spot on, I would think. Because they're at... 205 right now, a little over 205. You add Matsui, a little over 5 mil. You're at two, a little over 210, right? Probably around 211. So yeah, that doesn't give you a whole lot of room to spend. If you, if, I mean, regardless, regardless of if you want room to add at the deadline or not, yeah, it doesn't give you a whole lot of room. So I could see a Kim trade happening. Crony, I think it's less likely because of the contract. If you missed my Hassan Kim episode from the other day, you can go check that out. Uh, episode 541, should the Padres trade Hassan Kim, had a big discussion on that. Um, my head says yes if the right deal comes. My heart says no, because we all love Hassan Kim. But I'm just looking at it from the position perspective and other teams, they could be you know, buying high on Ha Sung Kim and the, you know the Padres could be selling high and if if that can help you build more of a complete roster and there's other guys that can play middle infield that can open up a spot for an actual you know power hitting first baseman I think it's something to think about with not a whole lot of money to spend I think it can make a little bit of sense all right that's it talking Friars episode 542 thank you everyone for the time Padres reportedly signing Yuki Matsui adding him to the bullpen SeatGeek code Talking Friars, $20 off your order. Underdog Fantasy, 100% deposit match up to $100. Check out Breaking Tea and Foco, some Padres bobbleheads with Foco and Breaking Tea. They've got Padres, Aztecs, and Wave shirts and sweatshirts. Aztecs, by the way, they play Stanford on Thursday. Big matchup there at Viejas. They just crushed St. Catherine last night. We'll see if Darion Trammell is going to be healthy. Jay Powell got, I think, poked in the eye, so hopefully he's going to be good. Um, but after that, after the Stanford game, San Diego State has a little bit of a break. Then they play Gonzaga on the 29th at Gonzaga. That's going to be a huge matchup there for the Aztecs. Big National Signing Day. I did a video on that here on YouTube uh, of San Diego State and some of the signings, some of the commits that they have gotten. Seems like it's going to be a much more exciting season next year for San Diego State football. Sean Lewis taking over as the head coach after Brady Hoke left, uh, retired after a four and eight season and San Diego wave, they're making moves. I put out some videos there. Savannah uh, McCaskill, she signed with San Diego wave from angel city FC. They added Elise Bennett in a trade. Um, they're making some moves and there's more free agents out there. So a lot of stuff going on in San Diego sports. Um, stay tuned. Hopefully I'm going to have another interview this week. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, thank you everyone for the time. Have a great rest of your night. <laughs>